0: Well, it's good to have you back with us the mid-part of March. That means Happy New Year to NFL fans everywhere as the NFL's official league season has begun. Rick, Blue, Hayes, Carline, we like to call it Death, Taxes, and Duval. Hayes, how are
1: you? I'm doing great, Rick. How are you?
0: Man, everything's good. I mean, I loved the players last week. We got college basketball going on, 16 games Thursday, 16 games Friday, but Obviously, around here in Duval, the king is still the National Football League. And uh, we want to say hello to our sponsor. But, you know, just a quick point. It's totally different from the last two years where the Jags had the top pick and, and millions and millions to spend. That's not the case this year. Instead, it's all about trying to re sign your own players.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. It's uh, it's a total 180 from what we're used to. And uh, I do want to thank our sponsor. As you mentioned, uh, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency, my good buddy, John Spicklemeyer. I've known him forever. He's a great dude. And uh, let him look over your policy. Just make sure you're not paying too much. We all have to have car insurance. And uh, it's something that you sort of neglect. You just, you pay it every month or six months and you sort of, you know, don't pay attention to what's in your policy. Have John look over it because there could be things in there that you no longer need. It could affect your payment and certainly could lower it. Uh, In worst cases, he just looks at your policy and says, nope, I can't beat this. Uh, Stick with who you have. So uh, you have nothing to lose. Give John Spicklemeyer a chance to earn your business at 471-7155. Again, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. And it's just a fun name to say. Uh, who doesn't love saying Spicklemeyer? So um, you've got that going for you as well. But, uh, but yeah, Rick, uh, it's it's a total 180. We never had to worry about restructuring, which has been a big thing, you know, so far this offseason for the Jaguars and creating some uh, cap space, getting under the cap. And, uh, and we've never really had to deal with comp picks, which they're going to get because so far they've signed no free agents uh, from outside the other 31 clubs, and they've lost three. Uh, and a big one in Jawan Taylor, a pretty significant one in Arden Key, and uh, I'd say a fairly minor one in tight end Chris Manhurts. But uh, so far they're, they're basically what, what good teams, great teams usually are in free agency. They're down three players.
0: Yep. And that's where Jacksonville is. And it's hopefully where they're going to remain. And and this should be very common for Jaguar fans to, uh, you know, understand now and have to accept now, uh, this is only going to continue. And it's a good thing. It's, you know, the best teams in the NFL. I mean, over the last 20 some odd years, look at New England, look at Pittsburgh, look at Seattle. They had to deal with re-signing their own players and they couldn't afford them all. So, That's what Jacksonville is going to have to deal with. The three who are gone, I've been pretty outspoken, on my opinion, with Juwan Taylor. Um, I wouldn't have paid him anywhere close to $20 million. I'm still really shocked that Kansas City has. And then, of course, you know they talk that they're going to move him uh, to the left tackle position. So that made very little sense to me. Out of the three guys who did leave, Arden Key is someone I would have loved to have brought back, but... You know, did he outprice himself at, at, at $7 million a year for four-and-a-half sacks and a guy who did some good things? I, I probably would have tried to meet him uh, with that contract. But uh, out of the three, again, I'm not I'm not down on the Taylor loss. I am somewhat on Arden Key. How about you with the three guys who are no longer here?
1: Well, I, Kansas City rarely makes mistakes, but I think this is a giant mistake. And, you know, to, to ask Juwan Taylor – to play left tackle when not only did he not do it in, in, for the Jaguars, he didn't do it in college. And when he did do it, the, the very limited amount that he had, he wasn't good at it. Now that was a long time ago, and maybe he's better, but he hasn't worked at it. So why would he – I mean, it's a big leap to assume, well, because he can play on the right side, he can play on the left side, uh, particularly when of his four years, two of them were not good years. So he's basically batting fifty percent on whether he has a good year or not. his rookie year was good, his second and third year were not, and his fourth year was great um you know so i, I thought it was a, a a mistake by the chiefs. We'll see certainly they they don't make many uh so so we'll see if it works out for them but that one i that one didn't bother me um Arden Key didn't really bother me either. he'd been great to have him back, but I think ultimately what I don't think that was a money thing. I think that just ended up being Tennessee basically told Arden Key, look, you come here, you're our primary edge rusher. You're not a rotational guy here. I mean, you're going to be the guy. And I think he's never really been you know, offered that before. He was a rotational player in San Francisco. Certainly he was a rotational player here, a good one. But behind Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, and that would continue. So I think with Arden Key, it was a chance to play the kind of snaps where maybe he can go and really have a real realistic chance at, at double-digit sacks and, and replacing Bud Dupree in, in Tennessee. But it still stings. And look, this is a, a minute thing, but it does pop up. The Jaguars on offense and defense are going to have to change every call because Arden Key is a smart player. Uh, he, the, the fumble he recovered in Nashville, uh, he told me after the game, "Well, I, I knew something was up because Henry was lined up much closer to Tannehill than he normally is, and if you remember, that was sort of a botched exchange, and the ball hit the ground, and, and Arden was right there to pounce on it, it was a huge play in the game, and certainly that was, you know, arguably the biggest win in terms of uh, starting the surge to the AFC South title, um, that happened because Arden Key was like, okay, you know, this this doesn't look right, the Jaguars don't really have that kind of nuance, so that's that's a big thing they'll miss in losing Arden Key, but also... I wouldn't be surprised if Arden Key knows every, every call defensively and offensively. So it's going to be really imperative for the Jaguars to change everything uh, before they, they see the Titans for the first time next year.
0: That's an interesting point. I mean, no doubt Arden Key going there. And, you know, even offensively with the loss of Jim Bob Cooter, they're going to have to change some things uh, schematically, whether it's with hand signals yeah. or or what they do vocally. So, yeah, that that is a great point. Yeah. Um, you know, Trent bulky has done a lot of really good things. He also deserves credit for one-year contracts with guys like Arden Key, a million, giving a one-year contract to Evan Ingram, who, of course, they've tagged, and uh, I imagine they'd love to sign to a, a longer-term deal. But, you know, my priorities right now are you, you have to draft a tackle. That, that's where I'm at at number 24. And I know we have... Six more weeks to talk about that. Obviously, you need a corner somewhere, whether he's a nickel or he can be on, uh, you know, opposite Tyson Campbell. But I do wonder is is this where Trent Balky is going to come in after the draft, you know, during the second wave of free agency? I don't know who's still going to be available. Um, Could it be a Clowney? Could it be a Calais Campbell? Could it be a player like that where you offer him a one year deal? make it um, not overly attractive as far as the guaranteed money, but perhaps uh, an opportunity to make a little bit more as far as, as, as far as incentives. Again, he's had some success doing that, as we know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the direction he ends up going.
1: I, I agree. And, and the other part of it is the Jaguars have to take a long-term approach to this as well um, because they're, they've, they've, they've clearly got something built that could be really, really special over the next five years. But they do have to start, the only speed bump in the whole thing is Trevor Lawrence's second contract and how expensive it's going to be. And it should be expensive. He's a great player. looks like he's going to be uh, arguably the greatest Jaguar of all time. So you're happy to pay it, but it comes with a cost, obviously, and that cost is the team that you can put around him. And when you look at the, the balance of the roster right now, it's, it's way too tilted to the defense in terms of rookie contracts. You've got Trayvon Walker, Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma, Andre Sisco, Hamilton, Tyson Campbell. On the offense, you really, on rookie contracts, players of note, you really only have Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and Luke Fortner. And that's got to change. So they need to start investing draft picks on the offensive side of the ball because you're going to need inexpensive contracts on that side of the ball. You already have those on the defensive side. So I right. think starting with an offensive tackle at 24, if the right player is there and, and it seems like the board's going to line up pretty well there uh, at right tackle, I think it makes all the sense in the world because there's no guarantee Cam Robinson's going to be a Jaguar in 2024, and, and you don't want to go into the 2024 offseason having like five or six glaring needs – on offense. Uh, And so I would, I agree with you. Uh, Tackle would be where I would start at 24. And then if the right guy isn't there or a player falls to you that you just can't believe is there, then fine. You take that player, but everything equal, I would absolutely take an offensive player at 24. And really of the first three picks in this draft, I think two of them need to be offensive draft picks. And I, I really like a receiver as well. It's not that you need him to play a lot this year. If everybody's healthy, you have Christian Kirk, you have Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones. That's great. You have Jamal Agnew. But you're, at some point, not going to be able to keep all those guys. You're going to need no. a receiver on a on a manageable rookie contract. And so uh, yeah. I, I think offensive yep. tackle and receiver are two positions that they really need to invest in in this draft.
0: Yeah, I, and I agree. And I'd like to see a big wide receiver. I mean, I know that they... Uh, did uh, give a a qualifying offer to Tim Jones, so he's going to return. But, yeah, I don't know if he's a guy that can break into the rotation. They obviously have to get, I I think, a a guy with some size, and and that is something that Trevor always had at Clemson. Uh, When it comes to Cam Robinson, I'm, I'm under the belief right now that he's gone after this year. I mean, if he's injured or he doesn't play well, it's only $5 million in dead cap money next year and you pull back seventeen and a half million dollars i mean you have to pay trevor you're gonna to have to hopefully pay uh some other players as well and you talk about the offense there's really two wild cards there i mean the whole ben barge signing was not or or drafting was was not bulky's pick uh, still trying to figure out exactly who had what say during the trent bulky urban meyer scenario. And and Walker Little, we all believe, is going to get that opportunity. But, I mean, can you get one of those two to sign to a contract extension? Maybe I should say it this way, are one of those two worthy of a contract extension? Right now, you would have to say no and no. Now, that can change. And we've seen guys play well on contract years, franchise years for Cam, and obviously our conversation about Juwan Taylor. But you have a 23-year-old quarterback who's going to be 24 in October, they raised their offense from 14.9 points a game to 26.9, and it still wasn't enough. I think this franchise has an opportunity to score around 30 points a game, and I expect them to be really good this year. I'm looking at a 12-5, and 13-4 type of season. But you have to address the offensive line, and you have to do it early in this year's draft for all the reasons that we have highlighted more is, is – I mean, I don't care how many numbers there are. I want more and more and more along the offensive line because, you know, I think Cam's gone in a year. Sheriff could be gone in two years. We don't know about Barch We don't know about Little. i got to believe Fortner's going to get better. But that really opens up that entire line. So it's, it's time to continuously address that. And the best way for me to do it this year is the NFL draft.
1: If right tackle – is depleted by the time they get to 24, would you have any interest in Osiris Torrance at left guard?
0: Absolutely. Because those are two huge positions of need. And, you know, my guess is right now the season begins with Cam at left tackle and, and Walker Little at right tackle. And, you know, unfortunately, I mean, listen, so many things have gone right for Jacksonville. Uh, and they have done things that have, uh, I think, um, over uh, over the expectations of, of all Jaguar fans. But the one disappointment is that Walker Little's only gotten 20 snaps at right tackle. Now, he's practiced there. He played there in the preseason. But regular season games, because of the injury to Cam, he was forced to go back to the left side. You would have liked to have had him play a game or two. Um, but... That's my guess, is that he begins the year as the right tackle. And I'd love to draft the tackle. Can he beat him out or, if not, become the heir apparent? You know, let's say Cam's gone in a year and maybe even Walker moves to the left side again and this new draft pick becomes the right tackle. But, you know, long story uh, or a short story making it long, absolutely. If you can get a left guard, um, you know, like Torrance, then that addresses half the problem on the offensive line.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I honestly, I wouldn't have a problem if they went left guard at 24, right tackle at 56, and receiver at 88.
0: Yep, yep. Um, You know, Hayes, you and I have been following this game for quite some time. You just look around the NFL. It's not like offensive lines, including tackle positions, are always dominated by first-round picks. That, That is a position group where you can find very good football players later in the draft.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's uh it's going to be a lot of fun as we get closer to it. It is hard to believe we're already in the middle of March we've had pro days at Clemson and Georgia and uh it's it's uh pretty soon we'll be uh you know seeing reports of of who's coming in to visit. Uh you know, now that we're done with the pandemic. I think that's going to be interesting. Who does Jacksonville bring in for their 30 visits, yeah. you know, because some teams uh, you know, some teams approach it as it's gamesmanship, and we're bringing, we'll are we bring in some guys that we know we have no interest in taking. Uh, but I would think with Jacksonville being at 24, you've got to pretty much play that straight up. I mean, you I would think that you need to devote probably a good, you know, 10 of those to who you might take at 24. And then the final, you know, 20 can be, you know, guys that you think could be their second, third, fourth round for you and get a feel for them but uh but it it really will be fascinating to see who falls Uh you got to think that four quarterbacks uh, are going uh in the first 23 picks so really if you're the jaguars you're going to get the you know 20th best non quarterback that's pretty exciting uh you know so uh somebody's probably going to fall and uh, it'll be fun uh, as we as we continue to break that down as we get closer to the draft. I want to thank uh, our good buddy John Spicklemeyer before I get out of here again. Uh, give him a call, 471-7155, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. He handles my car insurance. He does a great job with it. Uh, you couldn't be in better hands. He's a super great guy. He's from here, played football at Notre Dame. Uh, just uh, tons of integrity, great family man, uh, somebody you'll you'll really enjoy. Getting to know and and he's going to be a big help for you potentially. And again, just have him look at your policy, and he'll say, "Look, I can yes, I can save you money, or or no, I can't. You got a good policy, so you got nothing to lose." 471-7155. Give John a call and uh, Rick. One of these episodes, I, I don't know that we can get to it today, but one of these episodes, I we need to we need to get back into the uh, the death part of this podcast. We've had Alex Murdaugh, I uh, we we've had. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of disturbing uh things that, that of course you know we both uh find fascinating so uh we're going to have to we're going to have to stir up some things uh coming up here on death taxes in duval in the coming weeks
0: yeah there's been uh, some really eerie stories that have popped up uh, as of late uh one in new york uh, obviously the situation in utah is uh pretty baffling uh, the man who's been arrested there is a uh, criminology graduate much like i am and he thought he had everything down to a perfect science, that including forensics and, and being able to uh, uh, knock off, uh, you know, surveillance. And he's been caught. So, yeah, that is going to be interesting. Also coming up, I, you know, as we get closer, uh, and maybe we'll hit on this uh, next week, uh, you mentioned George's workout yesterday. Boy, who would have thought that, you know, a month ago that, that Jalen Carter could actually be available now? For Jacksonville. Isn't that amazing? At twenty-four. I mean, nine pounds up yesterday. Couldn't finish his workout because of cramping, and others just said he was in bad shape. So yeah, we'll dive into that as well. We move closer into the uh NFL draft. We're about six Thursdays away from that. All right, my name's Rick Balou. You can reach me on Twitter. That is Balu ten ten XL. Hayes, how do they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, please reach out at Hayes CarLion.
0: There you have it. Folks, we always appreciate your comments. All right, and again, reach us there, and uh, we'll pick it up next week right here on Death, Taxes, and Duval.